Principal Matters Podcast, episode 306. Principal Matters listeners, this is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast where each week I bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, we're going to be talking about courageous leadership with my special guest, Sapna Hopkins. Sapna Hopkins is the principal of Tilden Middle School in Rockville, Maryland. She's originally from India. After graduating with a master's degree in physics, she began teaching at secondary school in India about 22 years ago. She immigrated to the U.S. and stayed home to raise her two sons. She resumed teaching with Prince George's County Public Schools in Maryland as a high school math teacher. And after three years, Sapna joined the Montgomery County Public Schools system as a high school teacher where she served for 12 years in various roles from a math teacher to math resource teacher to assistant school administrator. Since then, she has become an assistant principal for four years and a principal intern before now becoming the principal of Tilden Middle School in MCPS. She belongs to a family of three generations of teachers. Her mother was a fine arts and language teacher in India, and her son is a math teacher at a middle school in Montgomery County Public Schools. Sapna Hopkins, welcome to Principal Matters podcast. You and I know each other from uh, lots of conversations we've had through Zoom, and I'm so excited to introduce you to the Principal Matters audience. Feel free to fill in the gaps on that intro and anything else that might surprise listeners to know about you. Uh, Hi, Will. Uh, This is such a wonderful opportunity, uh, one of a lifetime uh, for me, because so long for the last seven years, I have been listening to podcasts uh, uh, in my car while driving. And uh, I used to wonder, uh, you know, who are these unique people who, uh, you know, uh, show up on these podcasts, who talk so uh, eloquently about leadership practices, and then uh, today, being in that position, um, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much. And uh, no, I don't think there is anything a- uh, additional you can add to that bio, but I'm just so humbled uh, by this opportunity. And uh, it's just great sitting here talking with you. And um, hopefully my message will reach to so many educators and inspire them uh, to uh, be on this leadership journey, uh, which is very gratifying for me. So thank you again for having me. Well, Sapna, the honor is all mine, and you have done the work to get to the place that you are in your own leadership journey. And one of the things that I appreciate about what you just said is that as we listen to one another share, because the the guests that I have on the Principal Matters podcast are often fellow education leaders, I think sometimes that we misunderstand that the things that become common knowledge for us can actually be pretty extraordinary for other people to hear. And so you've done a lot of hard work and I want to set some context for Principal Matters listeners because several years ago, as a listener, you began to reach out to me. And then as you were in your journey through your leadership, you and I began to connect for some executive coaching. 
And specifically when you were trying to transition, and we'll talk a little bit later in the show about some of the help that you and I have been able to find together in this education journey. But I wanted to invite you here today because I wanted to celebrate. As I've as I've watched my listeners grow in their leadership, it just brings me so much joy to see both teachers, aspiring leaders, assistant principals, principals advancing in their careers, being able to do new things and innovative things with their schools. And recently, you, when you were named the middle school principal at um, at Tilden Middle School in Rockville, Maryland, uh, I just was so excited to see your social media feeds. And I reached out to you and said, Sapna, I want you on my show because this is an opportunity for us to celebrate together. So let me start with this question because I know you well, but I want Principal Matters listeners to hear a little bit more of your story. How has your background and your own journey through life, influenced your the way you educate, the way that you lead in your own practices? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, that question has uh, resonated with me, especially when we met and you emphasized the importance and the value of uh, sharing my story and, you know, uh, not hesitating and not, uh, you know, shying away, uh, but then just sharing it as it happened and unfolded because it is, it is powerful story. And since then, I have realized that, that it indeed has an impact. Um, so um, going back to my background and journey, my parents, I was brought up in a family of public servants. My father retired from Indian Air Force and my mother was a fine arts and language teacher. Uh, you know, um, I was the oldest of the two kids, but my father raised me um, in a conservative society as if I am uh, um, a male child giving me the most uh, um, uh, valuable and the most enriching experience by putting me in one of the best private schools in the city because they knew the importance of education and how valuable it would be to whatever I want to become. They never put a restriction on, no, this is off limits for you because you are a female child growing in India. They just opened the whole uh, world to me and boy, oh boy, I, I thrived because of that freedom and because of that empowerment. And I feel um, um, that kind of upbringing um, bolstered my confidence and my advocacy in kind of trying new things, you know, never shying away from uncomfortable situations. And later in my educational career, seizing those initiatives that maybe sometimes people don't give or don't provide to you, but you see it and you go on and you say, I want to do this. Are you okay with that? Um, so my parents are, are absolutely, they are the reason why I am who I am today. Uh, they were middle-class uh, hardworking people, and they uh, instilled the value of education and work ethic and discipline in me. Um, and, and that that is, uh, you know, has worked with me so far, and I hope it will continue to guide my practice. Uh, but my educational philosophy is that you, you can you cannot equip a student or a, 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 a child with, um, you know, basic logistical things like how to solve equations or how to uh, uh, do measurement with, uh, uh, with equipments. But if you give them the foundation, 
that they need, the problem solving, the initiative taking, um, that will serve them in the long run. And as a leader in a principal position, my uh, charge is to ensure that teachers in the classroom, counselors in their office, uh, main office staff, uh, when we are interacting with students, we are always working to improve that agency among our students and have them um, face situations, even if they are challenging um, with a sense of confidence that yes, I can figure it out, even if it is uncomfortable, unsettling, unknown to me, there is a way out of this uh, uh, this situation and problem. So that is what I feel my upbringing, how it has shaped as to how I uh, lead in my school, if they, that makes any sense. Oh my gosh, Sabna, <laughs> I so appreciate that story. And I was inspired the first time you shared with me your own journey. And I think about things, you know, someone who did not grow up cross-culturally, I think about the challenges that you must have faced, because when I think about education leadership in general, all of us face enormous challenges, but you've stepped into situations where you're coming in with a perspective that is often both cross-cultural, a, a perspective where you understood the dynamics of gender roles in a, in a society where you and your father and your mother were able to put you in situations where maybe you were um, taking courageous action in ways that weren't often um, done in the culture in which you lived. And I really love the application that you made to your own students, which is that, you, and I'm going to repeat you back to yourself, you know, you can not always equip students with every all the technical knowledge that they need, even though that's important, but you give them the problem solving skills that they need to accomplish right. anything. And so I love that. So as, let's stay there for just a moment, because as you've experienced that cross-cultural journey that you've been in, how has that, how have those lessons, either the lessons in that cross-cultural journey or the lessons that you've adapted in your own education philosophy been helpful for you as a school leader? How, how have they helped you in the, in the journey that you've been going through for the last several years in school leadership? Yeah. Um, so what comes to my mind is adaptability. Uh, so coming from uh, um, India, and while I, I was growing up, uh, you know, from uh, raised in a, a middle uh, class family, attending a private school that is uh, mostly the students are from more affluent families, and then finding my own place in, in, in that uh, peer group. Uh, so that was all adapting to that environment. And then coming to America, adapting to a whole new way of living, way of doing things. The education system is so different. Uh, the, the whole uh, uh, relationship between teachers and uh, students, it's, a, a, it's completely different from what I experienced in India, but I plunged into it head on and I adapted. And I, I felt that nobody else is going to do that for me. It is my responsibility to take the initiative and create those situations situations that I, not that I am letting go of my identity, uh, not that I am forgetting who I am or where I come from or my roots or my upbringing, but where can I uh, uh, modify or learn 
more about my current environment that I can be a value adding member. Uh, so that was my goal every time, whether I started in Prince George's County Public Schools as a long term substitute teacher who just learned driving a car few weeks ago, because when I came to this country, I didn't know how to drive a car. I was just like a fish out of water, water with two little kids. Uh, so again, adapting myself so that I can do well in my role and then moving up the ranks, going to Montgomery County Public Schools, uh, becoming a teacher, then resource teacher. So it all boils down to adaptability. When I moved within MCPS from Sherwood High School to uh, William H. Farquhar Middle School, again, switching levels, high school to middle school, adaptability, then moving from a fluent cluster um, uh, to a very uh, poverty uh, uh, impacted cluster, another middle school, which uh, now recently was declared as a title one school, adaptability in the middle of a pandemic, became an assistant principal in uh, 2020 and had to learn quickly about the culture of that school and about how do I operate as a leader who works on her core values, who leads by her core values, but in a different environment. And then coming and doing my internship and coming over to Tilden. So I feel uh, a lesson in my journey in my personal life and professional life is all about adapting and doing your best in the given circumstance because that's all that you have in your control. That's all that you can manage. Everything else is outside your locus of control. But I must say, the kind of support and uh, mentoring that I have received in MCPS, um, it is uh, absolutely um, uh, the uh, one of the more important factors why I am where I am today, because I would not have made it without the support and coaching of so many leaders on whose shoulders I'm standing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right. That's so Principal Matters listeners, I'm going to jump in here, Sapna. You know how I like to talk directly back to those who are listening because I just can't help it. So much learning that I'm doing right now as you're talking. The adaptability that you have committed to, and I'm just going to repeat back your words, that you know that it is your responsibility to take initiative to know your current environment and to know where you can adapt to add value to that. And I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes recently, but this has been a phrase that's been going through my mind for the last month or so as I talk to leaders. And it's a, a phrase that I heard Michael Fulan say about a month ago in some virtual PD that I attended, where he used the, the words cultural context, the importance of leaders understanding their cultural context mm -hmm. so that they understand in the place where you are, what do you need to do in order to adapt and change to, to, to add value or to be able to help learning happen there? And I also love how you understand that everything else is really outside your control. You can't control the cultural context. Mm -hmm. You can influence it, mm -hmm. but you can certainly adapt to it. And so what a great, what a great um, idea. Anything you want to add to that before I ask you the next question? 
Um, no, and and then just ma uh, make. There will be moments when you doubt yourself. There will be moments because I, I still have an accent, and I used to be very conscious early earlier in my career uh, in uh, uh, the U.S. about you know how people or or students mostly sometimes they react when they hear me talk for the first time. But I have learned having gone through these experiences. Like I would not change anything that has happened to me in my career, in my personal uh, uh, life, uh, but uh, um, just having that agency and that building yourself up, always investing in your own personal growth. Because again, I, I try to live my purpose every day, which is to maximize my potential so I can add significant impact to the lives of others. And if I'm just focusing on that, then everything else just kind of makes its way and gets taken care of. Uh, so I, I just want to uh, keep reminding myself that, you know, look how far you have come. And, and if you have something in yourself, believe in your gut, believe in your skills and keep moving forward, keep investing in yourself. And um, that's one of the reasons why I, our paths crossed because uh, again, you know the story, I was unable to get into the principal internship program the first time. I was very devastated. In fact, I remember uh, Danny Sunshine Bauer had a uh, uh, some kind of a, a PLC group going and during one of the share outs, I, I shared the feedback that I received. And and then like, again, the, the, the drive to improve myself, I attended his uh, uh, cohort, then I reached out to you and started working on my own craft, my own ability, and uh, kept listening to your podcast, reading books, and so many in, uh, influences that I had, but never gave up hope and kept working and building my own base and um, never gave up. And, and that is what I feel, um, you know, is a, a reason why I'm here or I, I was able to fulfill my dream. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Well, I want to stay on this topic for just a moment. And I'm going to come back to the work that you and I have done together. But you, you've already talked about some of this a little bit already, Sapna. But, but I, I do want to stay here for a little bit because I feel like hurdles and challenges, they shape us. And, and often it's the hurdles and challenges where we grow the most. So you can choose what you want to share here, but I, I'm just really curious. What are What is a hurdle or challenge or some hurdles or challenges that you've had to overcome in your education journey that have provided you perspective in your school leadership? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> hurdles. Um, so um, if you are talking in terms of um, you know, professional challenges, absolutely it all comes down to, you know, not expecting, I had teaching per, uh, experience in India uh, and, and that was in sharp contrast to the teaching expectation on the culture in the US. So first shifting that mindset, you know, um, because that was the important part. You just cannot expect students to uh, listen to you just because you are the teacher in the classroom, you know, you have to earn that respect and you have to connect with them. So the value of relationships, you know, was highlighted for me when I became an educator in the U.S. Then being becoming digitally savvy, 
digital leadership was far removed from the way I uh, learned in India, the way, uh, you know, I went through and completed my master's program, even the way when we taught in India as a teacher, we were not using any kind of technology. It was all chalkboard, paper, pencil uh, kind of way. So adapting as I'm going, learning those uh, skills, becoming digitally savvy, um, uh, that, and then also the, uh, the part of, I was, uh, my master's degree is in physics. And when I came to the US, they said, we need math teachers. We want you to get certified in math. So, you know, completely changing your content, then yes, I had a strong math background. That's why I could do physics uh, uh, graduate program. But again, learning that content, becoming better in it. And then always after every two or three years, I would go to my resource teacher and say, I think I am ready for a challenge. Can I try some other uh, course uh, while teaching math? So I asked for AP statistics because I was kind of getting stagnant while teaching algebra one geometry or pre-calculus. So that was, you know, again, seeking challenges, but always trying to provide and create those opportunities to learn. And then the leadership style. When I became a resource teacher or an assistant school administrator, I was appointed assistant school administrator on the last day of pre-service week, which was the uh, prior to Labor Day weekend when students come back to school. So being thrown into leadership without any kind of preparation or summer seminars that the district offers, and then simultaneously for two weeks serving the role of a resource teacher and an administrator at a high school with more than 2,000 students, that was a hurdle, you know. Uh, so um, getting uh, hired to the an assistant principal position at a middle school on the first day of school when all staff and students are back, where I missed all the summer training that the leadership program provides to the new uh, assistant principals. So, but taking everything in stride and then not complaining or not uh, saying I cannot do this because my I was dealt a bad hand of cards. Okay, this is what I got. I got to run with it and make the best of it. So, uh, you know, some of, of these hurdles, those are things that come to my mind. Well, the joy that I've had in knowing you, Sapna, is watching you recognize the capacity that you have for leadership, but then also recognizing your need for others to help you hone that craft. And this is why I titled this this episode, Courageous Leadership, because I just see so much courage in your life journey and in your journey through education. And when you reached out to me, I can't remember now, if it was a couple of years ago, I think, and you asked me for some executive coaching on that hurdle of trying to move into that next level of school administration, you were in a district that has a lot of um, policy, a lot of bureaucratic layer, and you were feeling frustrated at the time. I don't want to tell the story for you, but I, I wanted to go there for just a moment because I do think it's an important lesson for leaders to recognize that sometimes we need other leaders to help us reflect on where we might need to tweak things or grow. So how has the work that we've done together through Principal Matters, and this I'm not asking this question to, to, to float the boat of, of the work that I do, but I want to 
ask this question as an, an example of how leaders working with other leaders can influence and support your own growth. So how, how did that conversation and how did um, has that relationship of leaders with leaders helped you grow to that next level? Yeah, no, absolutely. I felt that um, I owe you uh, a uh, huge credit for getting me past that hump where I was, I felt stuck. And um, I did not realize uh, once I received feedback on where I can grow and I can uh, um, get better in my interviewing skill as to how to go about doing that. Until that point when you and I met Will and you made me formulate my story, like it was my story, but I was unable to articulate it in a manner that resonates with others. Because I, coming from my culture, these things are very private, you know? And we, we don't share our stories and our journeys so openly with others because we feel, what would the other person care? Why do they want to hear about it? But you made me realize that we never understand the impact of our story until we see or hear it from another person and say, you know what, uh, hearing you made me realize that it's okay because if you can do it, I can do it too. And, mm -hmm. and that it may inspire one person uh, who, is, uh, who is maybe lost to not give up hope, not give up on their dreams, keep trying and, and see something will happen and it will work out for you. So what you helped me was get past that hump, that dis, that discomfort uh, and, and get more, uh, what you say, comfortable with owning my story and sharing it with pride. Not that I was uh, embarrassed about what I had gone through, but then making it an example and, you know, taking pride in it. So um, you helped me with that and, and the way you guided me to get to that position, it has become my punchline. Like last night, I had a community meet and greet via Zoom with parents of my of uh, Tilden Middle School. And I started my presentation or who am I by saying these lines. And I'll repeat it on this podcast. Um, about 22 years ago, 8,100 miles away from home, I came to this country with no family except for two sons, one three-year-old toddler and a six weeks old infant in this country to live or to chase my American dream. And today I stand in front of you as the proud principal of Tilden Middle School in MCPS, the 14th largest school district in the United States of America, as a South Asian woman, woman of color, who has fulfilled her American dream. So, you know, I, 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 and I, I couldn't have done that without you. You know, even if it was, it was that, 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 uh, you know, rec that realizing that it is important um, that people know that, oh, in an Indian woman from, not that it matters geographically, but I don't want people to think that your demographics and your DNA, DNA determines your uh, destiny or identifies who you are and what you can become. And I think you helped me 
understand it so clearly that now I own it and I take it with me and I share it and I speak about it without any qualms. Uh, Sabna Hopkins, I think, <laughs> I, you just have filled my heart with so much joy. And there's so many things I want to say back to you. First of all, as Principal Matters listeners could see the video of us talking, they would see me all tearing up because I just <laughs> am so inspired by your story. And I'm inspired by you personally, because when you and I met those couple of years ago, and I'm just going to kind of replay a little of our history together, because I remember um, you're, you're so capable and so educated and you, and you knew the pathway that you wanted to, to, to step through in leadership. And what you said is exactly what happened. You were very uncomfortable of talking about your own personal journey. When I asked you the question to tell me about yourself, you began to just really rehearse a litany of your resume. Yeah. And this, these are the things that I've done professionally. But when I asked you to pause and tell me your story, then I became inspired. And so that was the question that we began to explore together was how could you marry those two mm -hmm. together? And so, um, and I'm just going to tell you from as, as a friend and as someone who's been able to watch you grow over the years, I mean, the small spark that I was able to provide for the fire that you are carrying as a leader, I'm just really grateful that I had just a tiny, a tiny moment, but you you are so capable and you, and you are so gifted and you are so where you're supposed to be right now as a school leader. And it just fills my heart with so much joy to know that your parents and your communities and your students are going to have you serving them this coming school year in the capacity. No one else has your story and principal matters listeners. I'm speaking directly to you right now. You may not think that your story is peculiar, unique, significant, um, uh, an ordinary, but it is because it's your story. And so don't be afraid to take a moment to rehearse back the things that have helped lead you to where you are and then own them and use them as a part of, of connecting those relationships with your own school community. Sapna, anything else you want to add to that before I ask you my next question? No, I think you said it more beautifully than I ever could. Uh, and, and that's why I give you all the credit uh, for uh, um, at least for nudging me along this path. And uh, that's why I'm here today. So thank you for uh, sharing that. Well, thank you, Sapna. And I will say to Principal Matters listeners, I do have several leaders with whom I do executive coaching throughout the school year on a limited basis. And if you're listening to this and you're like, man, well, let's have a conversation. You can reach out to me at will at williamdparker.com. And I would be happy to follow up with you and just talk about what those options may look like for you this coming school year. But Sapna, before we end this conversation, I want to celebrate your new position. And I'm just so excited about the fact that you are now being able to step into this next level of leadership. What are you most excited about as you start the new school year? Because as people listen to this episode, that will probably be coming out sometime in August. And a lot of folks are wrapping, are beginning their school year, or, or some of them are, are launching mid-August, late August, September, if they're in the continental US. So what are you most excited about for your new school year? And what are some practices that you're employing to engage your teachers, your students, and your community? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm um, so uh, grateful uh, for uh, uh, my uh, district superintendent, who is the first uh, uh, African American woman to be a superintendent. Um, um, you know, so she uh, has already uh, created a role model for me, um, and I'm so excited to, uh, you know, begin my leadership as a school principal under her uh, uh, leadership. Um, so excited about this school year is this community. Uh, Tilden Middle School is a community uh, where excellence lives. Um, where uh, uh, there is so much rich cultural diversity. Uh, I believe I heard uh, someone share with me that over 70 countries are represented in this uh, middle school, um, you know. So I'm, that excites me. That means we will see a representation of people's kids who look uh, so in like so many other students and like global uh, students in our uh, um, in our uh, uh, society, but also I'm excited about the continuing or building upon the legacy that my, that the previous principal has left for me. And uh, what really um, inspires me is that the community engagement is so high at Tilden Middle School. The PTSA is super involved. Not that we cannot improve it, yes, uh, but I would like to build, uh, follow the charge of my superintendent and rebuild trust among parents, family members, community members, so that we, they start engaging with school and, and take school outside the building. How can I take school into those communities and to those parents and families who may not be as engaged as other families might be? So that is what I'm really excited about, bringing everyone together and making Tilden a place where we are in a daily pursuit of well-being, excellence and world-class service, customer service for all stakeholders. Um, and uh, some practices which I envision, and I've been sharing that at my community meet and greets, is number one, leading with my core values. You know, I am uh, going to strive and every day show up in my skin, authentic uh, in who I am and living out my purpose, um, data-driven accountability and results for uh, our students, where it's not only scores and classroom grades, but also voice data. I'm very influenced by the uh, work of Shane Safir and collecting street data. So student data, voice data, parent voice data, staff voice data would be a huge uh, data piece for my team, my leadership team to look at. Uh, to inform our decision making. And last but not the least, building on my digital leadership and uh, uh, how can we improve uh, or set up robust uh, communication systems so that I am using my official Twitter account, we are using our, our school's website and the newsletter uh, to elevate the stories and experiences of uh, our students and staff 
staff members. Um, so I have started a hashtag, tell my story. So every time I tweet, I will use that hashtag. And uh, in the pre-service week, I want to begin that week welcoming my teachers with uh, seeing who, if you can, would like to share your story uh, with us and then, you know, with their permission, uh, putting it out there in the universe for everyone to read about. Uh, because I uh, heard Adam Grant on his podcast saying, culture is revealed, revealed by the stories we tell. Mm -hmm. And and I want to reveal those stories. Uh, so uh, those are certain uh, practices uh, that I would be committed to uh, in uh, engaging students, staff, and the community at Tilden Middle School. Culture is revealed by the stories that we tell. And Sapna Hopkins, it's been such an amazing pleasure to have you on the Principal Matters podcast, but I can't help it. You know, I'm always a, a student and I'm always a teacher in these moments. And I just have to pause for just a second and celebrate what you just did because Principal Matters listeners, you're going to be asked that question that I just asked Sapna by your parents or fellow teachers or someone in your community is going to ask you about your school or what do you hope is going to happen this coming school year? And Sapna and I did not rehearse this before we stepped into this Zoom meeting. But Sapna, you were ready because you've already been having this conversation with your community. These are the things that you are preparing to say to your community as you welcome teachers back too. But I, I took notes. You, you, want, you want to rebuild trust. You want to take the school outside the building. You're committed to the well-being and excellence and customer service of for your community. You want to lead with your core values and be data-driven in your accountability. And you want to build digital leadership through celebrating your kids through your newsletters, your websites, through social media. And I should have titled this podcast, Tell My Story with Sapna <laughs> Hopkins, because what a great example of how leaders can use their stories for themselves and for their schools to advance the work of helping others learn. Well, Sapna, what a pleasure it's been to connect with you again, and also for Principal Matters listeners to get to know your story. I um, am so excited to share this out, and I may have to share the video version of this at some point, too, because <laughs> your smiling face is so it, it so, brings so much warmth to my heart to see you again, and I will at least make sure that if you're listening to this and you want to go to the website at williamdparker.com, you can see a photo of Sapna there when I post this link to the show, but how can others stay connected with you and your work if they want to reach out to you and correspond or find out more about you or your school? Absolutely. Um, so uh, there are a couple of ways you can go to our school's website, uh, Tilden Middle School, and uh, you will find my contact information on the homepage. Uh, you can email me at sapna underscore hopkins at mcpsmd.com. O -R -G. I just want to uh, uh, mention Sapna is spelled S-A-P-N-A. I also am available on Twitter. My handle is at Principal Tilden. Um, so those are some ways in which uh, you can connect with me. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I would be, my uh, motto in life is pay it forward. 
So what I have learned from you, uh, Will, uh, and the journey that we have been together, um, I, uh, if I could do that to any novice or aspiring uh, leader, uh, someone who is uh, thinking about getting into a principalship, I would be so honored uh, to be able to do that. Uh, so um, sure, uh, I would be happy to help. Well, Sapna Hopkins, courageous leader, tell my story principal. Thank you so much for the time that you've taken this week to share your story back with me and with Principal Matters listeners. And Principal Matters listeners, please check the show notes for this at Principal Matters podcast episode 306. If you want to see in the show notes how you can reach out and connect with, with Sapna through those links that I'll provide there as well. But until next time, thank you so much for doing what matters. And we'll talk to you again soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com.